Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's a Victory Tuesday across the Score North network of podcasts. And we will get to some Vikings discussion with our guy, Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News sports team. The Viking situation has changed a little bit in the last 24 hours. Uh, but let's start, Dugs, on this Scoop Tuesday here. Let's start with Timberwolves because it's funny. You were actually doing an interview with Glenn Taylor while he was telling you, uh, yeah, that Jay McDaniels deal, I think the ink is drying right now uh, when it, I think Shams was the first national guy to have it. So this thing comes down. Um, what do you think of the contract? Tell us any information that you learned from Glenn Taylor. We'll start with some Timberwolves here on the eve of their opener tomorrow. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. Good to see you, gentlemen. Hi, Judd. Hi, Phil. Hi, Declan. Mm -hmm. Yes, so I recorded an interview Monday afternoon, 1 o'clock, with Glenn Taylor. You know, threw him some overarching questions, then eased my way into the Jaden McDaniels inquiry, where he dropped the bomb, like, at 105 or 106. But it was hard for me to tweet in real time, right? I'm trying to focus on the interview. I've tried to become a better listener, want to react to what he was saying. (laughs) <laughs> so there was a pause at one point, and it's not like he gives two-minute-long answers, right? So, you know, I had to be on my game, right, to react to what he was saying. But I did quickly go to Twitter, saw the Shams tweet, so was able to follow up later in the interview with a little bit more specifics than, you know, having a relationship with Bill Duffy, the former gopher, going back many years, was able to confirm everything, right, that, you know, the deal ascends up, right? We've seen some deals that start high, 
then descend. Well, with this deal for five years, it ascends up. It's five years fully guaranteed, $131 million, $5 million in, in all likelihood, unreachable incentives. But who knows, maybe. We're talking like MVP-type stuff, right? So unlikely, but 131 is the number. So what is the math on that, Phil? Is that about $27 million a year? $27 million a year. Thank you for that, Mr. Will Hunting. So you know what? Fair deal. Now, it's a win from the Wolves standpoint that they don't need to deal with next summer some team presenting an offer sheet that may have been, you know, big money that first year, then descending, right? Or maybe some sort of player option. So, yes, J.D. McDaniels was always going to be here long term, but the Wolves don't need to worry about having to match an offer next summer. If you're Jaden, it's life-changing money. Yes, you were aiming for higher, right? Like initially, they wanted more than this. They were not willing to settle for 5-131 until the final 24 hours. In fact, Glenn Taylor told our mutual friend, local media guy, David Shama, Friday into Saturday, that the deal wasn't going to get done. Now, you can't make some sort of definitive statement when the deadline was still, what, 48-ish hours away. There was always a chance it could still get done. But as of Friday into Saturday, there was zero momentum that the McDaniel side would come down. Well, they came down enough. They met at five years, 131. So, you know what? Good deal. You want Jaden here for a long time. The Wolves view him as a top 10 defender. They feel like he was snubbed, that he should have been all defensive team last year. That maybe not this year, Phil. But years two, three, four of this deal, when the roster evolves, the roster inevitably changes, that there's more to unearth with his offensive game. So the Wolves are banking on that offensive upside when committing $27 million a year to him. But bottom line, he was always going to be here long term. It was just a matter of what it looked like. And for the Wolves to have him for five years fully guaranteed, even if you think $27 million is too much, to me, that's a win for the Wolves. What does this mean, Dukes, uh, as far as the um, salary structure and salary cap goes? Not really for this year, but I'm more curious about for 2024-25. Yeah, I mean, you think about Mike Conley Jr. in a contract year. Kyle Anderson in a contract year. Heck, Jordan McLaughlin is a rotation guy. He, too, in a contract year. Judd, it's going to be darn near impossible to have this core back. Now, hey. If this core makes a run to the Western Conference Finals or, heck, the NBA Finals, if they're hoisting the Larry O'Brien Trophy in late June, we can have a different conversation. At that point, you go all in on all those luxury tax payments, the aprons and all that. You can go past the second apron, right, if you ultimately win the championship. But in all likelihood, yes, this is a good team, but I don't know if they're going to be hoisting the championship trophy in late June. So, inevitably change is going to happen. That's why I've said for a long time, Judd, to me, the summer of 2024 is going to be fascinating. I didn't think anything drastic was going to take place this summer, but it was all about summer of 2024. All you had to do was do the math, right? And you look at, hey, that Jaden was going to stay. Now, hey, the Wolves back in July and August would have loved for this deal to come in at like 23 or $24 million a year. So they had to go higher. Right. And that's why this negotiation took a while. But Jaden was always going to be here at a number mid to, you know, late 20s. Then you think about Anthony Edwards, max deal, 
hey, oh, by the way, if Anthony Edwards makes all NBA this year, that number goes up. If he's first or second team all NBA, which he's fully capable of, that five-year $206 million extension turns into like five years, $260 million, somewhere in that neighborhood. He gets a big bump up if he makes all NBA. Now, hey, Glenn Taylor told me that would be a good problem, right? We'll cross that bridge if that happens. Like if Anthony Edwards is all NBA, that means really good things for us. But you think about Cat's super max deal. You think about Rudy Gobert's number. You just can't be paying all these guys and then committing all this money to the luxury tax. You're going to end up losing money, right? Like, yes, I get it. The national TV money is absurd. There's other revenue streams. But if you're cutting for every dollar you're over, you know, that second apron, you know, and there's other penalties too, by the way. You know, you can't use yes. your mid-level. There's all sorts of different rules. Yep. Like, that impact roster building. So not only are you losing money, but also, you know, it it hurts you in terms of roster management, right? Roster building. So. There just really is an incentive for them to be over that second apron one year from now. So change, Judd, it's a long way of telling you change is coming in all likelihood next summer. The question is, is that a Carl Anthony Towns trade or is that a Rudy Gobert trade? I mean, yeah. to me, it's one of those two. It's not Ann. It's not Jaden. That's right? your nucleus. So it's one of those two. Of those two, who goes next summer? Yeah, that's the thing. It's funny. I, I was looking at some of the national responses to the Jaden McDaniels trade. And uh, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer, who's, I would say, one of the the best overall NBA in terms of, like, NBA reporters and analysts. He's very plugged yeah, in. Yeah, love Kevin. He, yeah. Wasn't, he wasn't one of those. A lot of the national people were, like, didn't know who Jaden McDaniels was, you know, late last season in the playoffs. He didn't really, he didn't, you know, he didn't get the steam. Uh, well, remember, like Kevin, he punched the wall, right? Judd, I know, well, of course. Judd was, you know, Zapruder film-like, right? He went, he pulled back the curtain in that, you know, alleyway where, where the players walk through to get to the locker room. Judd, he did some, you know, deep diving there, and and he discovered, okay, yeah, there is some brick there. And so, you know, Jaden didn't realize it, but punched the wall, so he didn't play in the playoffs. It was, right? it was, so, it, I mean, it was great. From it was, a national perspective, if a lot of people don't really realize, it's unfortunate, they should, based on how good he is defensively, but I get it if people aren't paying attention to Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, it was uh, it was great reporting by Judd. But Kevin O'Connor retweeted the news and said, "So who's trading for Cat?" And that's I think that's the to your point. They're not trading Anthony and to get under the. I don't think they're paying luxury tax on that level. So they're going to have to trade somebody. not to the second apron level. No, nope. yeah, I mean, Anthony the Edwards, numbers, Jay McDaniel's, Nas Reed are all twenty three, twenty four year old nucleus guys for the next two or three years. So which one is more likely to be dealt next summer in your mind? Is it Rudy for 25 cents on the dollar, or is it Carl Anthony Towns for a bigger haul? But he might be the well, more explosive, better fit player for the Timberwolves. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure you're getting 75 cents on the dollar for Cat. Maybe it's more than 25 cents on the dollar, yeah. but that is absurd money. Now, let's see how Cat plays this year. He can certainly help his cause in that regard. Not that he's looking to get out, but you know what I'm saying. But you think about Cat. Like, think about the money he'll be making three years from now, four years from now. I'm not sure there's many teams in the league yearning to take on that contract. But could you trade Cat? Absolutely. I mean, to me, the Knicks are going to be the team to keep an eye on. Now, the Knicks may have their eyes on Joel Embiid. What is Embiid's future in Philadelphia? You know, seemingly a train wreck right now as they navigate the James Harden situation. But what does Philadelphia's future look like? in a year or two, but the Knicks have 
all these assets. You think about the connection. Leon Rose runs their front office. That's Cat's former agent. Gerson Rosas, even Tibbs, right? Tibbs and Cat do now have a good professional relationship. Maybe it was rocky here, but it's improved over the last couple of years. My understanding is Tibbs would happily welcome another opportunity to coach Cat. So to me, the Knicks are the team to keep an eye on, but the Knicks may have their eyes on whether it's Embiid or another superstar before Cat. But I'm just saying, if the Wolves need to move Cat a year from now, I think they can, Phil. The question is, like, if you're thinking you're getting this enormous return, I think it would be decent. It would be more than if you move Rudy. But I don't think it's going to be, you know, five first-round picks. It's not going to be what the Wolves gave to Utah, put it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dukes, uh, discussing with Glenn a a lot of things, I'm guessing that you brought up the, uh, the final payment. Uh, of the team. We talked about it last week. I think the last couple of weeks you broached the topic that there appeared to be possibly some hiccups as far as the final payment uh, and that you've been told to sniff around. What did Glenn tell you about the final payment for the sale of the team to A-Rod and Mark Laurie? Yeah, Judd, Glenn went on the record that he anticipates the deadline yet again being pushed back. So you think about the second payment, the second 20% payment. That deadline was pushed back. So at this point, Lori, A-Rod, their investors, they are in at 40%. They have another 20% payment to go to get to 60% to get to majority ownership. They need to exercise an option by December 31st, then complete that payment by late March. Well, at this point, that is going to get pushed back. So it might be July, might be August, but it certainly looks like for the duration of this season, we thought the transition would happen during this season. But at this point, for the duration of this season, it certainly appears as if Glenn Taylor will be the majority owner. That being said, and yes, a couple of weeks ago, I broached this, I brought up concerns, but never once did I say the deal wouldn't get done. The reason I say that is, That is a sweetheart of a deal, and I get it. It's been a long process, two-plus years, right? But you think about what the Phoenix Suns sold for in the last year, $3 billion. The Wolves sell for $1.51 billion. Mark, Alex, investors know how great of a deal that is. If they need to bring in more investors, I'm positive they can. So do I think ultimately it gets to the finish line? I do. But has it been wonky? Have there been concerns? Hmm. Absolutely. I will echo what I said a couple weeks ago. Heck, even going back a couple months. Absolutely. There are questions being asked. And now Glenn is on the record saying, yes, he anticipates the deadline yet again being pushed back. So, hey, I got a lot of blowback on Twitter. I appreciate the passion of Wolves fans. It's not always peaches and cream. I don't work for the team, right? I root for storylines, not for wins and losses, right? So I get it. Sabrina, others, these passionate Wolves fans, you know, who badmouth me. Fine, whatever, okay? But I'm just telling you, if you think that this has been a smooth process the whole way, you are delusional. You are nuts on this topic. I don't know you personally, right? Sabrina, others, I've never met you, okay? So I don't know you personally. But on this We're topic, just calling out people right you now. You are nuts, You are completely nuts if you think that this has been a smooth process all along the way. 
Yeah, I don't know. We never have problems with people on Twitter, so no, I don't know what the thoughts of the show are represented by Darren Doogie Wilson. I've been nice to this one individual. Sabrina, we right, great. And I, hey, she's liking these stupid, idiotic tweets. Right, it just it drives me bonkers. It drives me crazy. It shouldn't get me going like this. No. I need to. Stop Why can't you get along with fans on Twitter like I do, Doogie? <laughs> fans love me. Like we're all make a Griffin Jacks take up. Come on, you'll be good. But anyway, it was great catching up with Glenn. You know, I asked the question about Jada McDaniels. Will he play tomorrow night with this calf injury? I was led to believe going back a couple weeks, it was minor, and it is. This is not a Carl Anthony Towns calf injury. Is it it's more a like a TJ Hawkinson, uh, TJ Hawkinson back injury kind of a thing? <laughs> but he hasn't done anything five on five since Abu Dhabi. So I saw him like, do a, a seven a seven twenty dunk at practice yesterday, and I know, uh, and he sprinting. was running the steps. No before the preseason game against the team from Israel the other day, right? So, you know, he's working on his conditioning. He's moving fine. But the fact he hasn't absorbed contact, hasn't done anything five-on-five five for a few weeks, like I wouldn't be shocked if maybe they hold him out tomorrow night in Toronto, then like he plays Saturday, the home opener against Miami. Like if he doesn't play against Toronto, he's not going to miss much yeah. beyond that. But I guess don't be shocked if he doesn't go Wednesday night They'll reevaluate later today, even into Wednesday morning, right? So the possibility is there that he plays Wednesday night in Toronto. But I'm just saying the fact that he hasn't done a whole lot five on five for a few weeks, they may just ease him back Saturday versus tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, before we continue on here with some more scoopage, get to the Vikings new situation, uh, the Thad Levine update. No relation to Chris Finch, but, you know, he might want to associate himself with Finch Home Solutions because it's not a bad brand to be associated with these days. They're helping a lot of people, Judd. They are indeed. You know what? Chris Finch, a busy guy, right? Chris Finch, if if something goes wrong with the electronics in his home, he doesn't have time to fix it. He's too no. busy drawing up basketball plays. And that's where Cody Finch and his team at Finch Home Solutions come into play because no matter what that problem is, they're going to solve it. They're going to be there quickly. They're going to tell you uh, to tell you exactly what you need to know. They're not going to try and sell you a bunch of stuff you don't need. Fast, courteous, reliable Finch Home Solutions is all of those things. You know what? Sports Dad allowed them in my house, and I don't allow almost anyone, including Declan, yeah, in my home. I do allow Dukes occasionally, but that's the only exception. Finch Home Solutions, though, came in, uh, it did, did some installation, fixed the light in my basement that was out, did an outstanding job, and now they want to help you. 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com finchhomesolutions.com and make sure that you tell them that score north told you that they are the best in town yeah also the best in town in st louis park is the official sports bar the neighborhood sports bar of the sports dad park tavern like your little park tavern hat on today i got my park tavern hat on and and what hold on a second i hear something that's opportunity knocking because this Saturday at Park Tavern, opportunity has knocked uh, for all ages and stages during the day. Park Tavern has the Tesla and Park Tavern frunk or treat happening yeah. in their parking lot in SLP from yeah. 1230 to 2 p.m. You can bring the kids in costumes. They can come trick or treat in the Park Tavern parking lot. And then in the evening, take the kids home, get the babysitter and come back because it's the annual Halloween party from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. with Cosmic Bowling, a cost, uh, costume contest at exactly midnight. 
prizes for best costume, male and female, and best couple costume, drink specials, and more. It's going to be a great time. Reservations are recommended for Cosmic Bowling. Just go to parktavern.net or give them a call, 952-929-6810, parktavern.net, Park Tavern, the official sports bar of the sports dad, everything you want in one location, St. Louis Park, Louisiana Avenue South. You can pull a two-a-day, a two-a-day at Park Tavern. And Opportunity to will be great. Do you like that <laughs> opportunity knocking? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Dude, opportunity's knocking for the Vikings here, Doogie. Maybe opportunity to buy at the trade deadline Mm -hmm. instead of... I see a lot of people uh, sort of uh, dunking on... Purple Daily for exploring all options the last few weeks. You know, what do you have to say now? I say, well, the situation has clearly changed in the last 24 hours. So my guess is they're just telling, if if anyone's calling on Daniel Hunter today, they're probably just saying no, right? Don't you think? Well, I mean, they have all along the way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with what you've done on Purple Daily. Exploring all options, guess what? That's what Quisi Adolfo Mensa. That's what Ryan Grigson, that's what others in the Vikings front office have been doing. It's not like they're hanging up the phone. It's not like they're, you know, not, you know, receiving these text messages and reading these text messages. Like they're getting these text messages. They will read those text messages. Doesn't mean anything is imminent. Doesn't mean there's been any movement. Same deal now compared to a week or two ago. Yes, teams are inquiring on Daniil Hunter. I don't have specifics, although... You know, educated speculation, Jacksonville, perhaps Baltimore. But, like, teams are inquiring on Daniil. But never once, going back even two weeks at one and four, like the Vikings haven't come close to making any sort of Daniil Hunter trade. But to explore, that's fine. Heck, I still think you can sell off an asset or two. You have so many pending free agents. It's not like you can't make a K.J. Osborne trade, yet still win games. Yeah. You can trade KJ next Monday or Tuesday and still go on and beat the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints. Justin Jefferson could be back as soon as the New Orleans game. Maybe more realistic is the Denver game. I don't think it's going to be December, Judd. I think it'll be November for Justin Jefferson's return. The question is when in November. But you can still trade KJ Osborne. Heck, Tristan Jackson had a catch last night. Nikhil mm-hmm. Harry had snaps last night. Brandon Powell was unbelievable in the second half, right? Not so much in the first half, but in the second half. What, four Mm -hmm. catches for 60-something yards? You've got options at receiver. So you can trade K.J. Osborne, right, if the right offer comes in. The question is, what is the right offer for a guy like Osborne? Like, do you move Osborne for a fifth-round pick? Not sure they do. 
right? So do you need a fourth round pick or higher? Would a team give up a four for KJ Osborne? That is the question. But like, I don't think they're anti-moving some of these guys. But yeah, nothing on Daniil. You know, nothing on Kirk. There hasn't been any Kirk steam no. whatsoever. And I there won't be see now. Kirk here yeah. on November first. Yeah, Kirk is not getting no, traded. No. I don't think he was getting traded a couple weeks ago. Although I do think it was fair to have the conversation if it got to the point of the Vikings going to him saying, "Hey, we have this great offer. Would you waive your no trade?" I think that would have been an interesting conversation, but it's never come close to that. So all signs have pointed all along that Kirk will be here on November first. But on Daniil, right? That's the big one. There just hasn't been any momentum from my standpoint whatsoever. So, so much would have to change from now until next Tuesday afternoon for the Vikings to move to Neil. And yeah, you win last night. Heck, you should win Sunday in Green Bay, but who knows? It's a week-to-week league. It's a roller coaster. You never know, right? But even if they lose to the Packers, there still is a pathway to making the playoffs in the NFC, right? That, like, to me, Phil, tell me if you disagree, but like teams five, to 10 to 11 in the NFC, is there that much of a separation? Like when talking about the Vikings, the Rams, the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, perhaps the Commanders, perhaps the Giants, perhaps the Packers, is there that much of a separation? I'm putting Seattle in a tier above, but maybe Seattle is in that mix as well. Ultimately, is there much of a separation among all those teams? To me, there really isn't. Yeah, the Vi- well, the Vikings are better than almost all of those teams you mentioned. Probably, but by a wide margin. But the point is, they need to come up with seven playoff teams one way or another. Mm-hmm. So there is a logical pathway to seed, to me, six or seven. I get it. They still play Detroit twice. I just think even after that loss Sunday in Baltimore, Detroit's schedule is so favorable that I think having this two-game cushion right now that Detroit is going to win the division. But that's fair. If you want to even have the conversation about the Vikings winning the North, not Detroit. So that being said, Dukes, and and yes, you are right. The bottom of the conference, uh, especially the bottom of that playoff picture, is going to be wide open probably for the remainder of the regular season. Let's pivot. Let's go from talking about the Vikings dumping to the Vikings potentially buying. Do you see them? Have you heard anything? I, I have heard loosely that that they have made some phone calls just to sort of dip their toe in to see who might be available at positions that they would like to improve at. But have you heard in anything about potentially buying? And I'm not even saying for like a superstar player. I'm saying buying just to give themselves more depth or slight upgrades at certain positions. Well, let me add one more on the selling aspect. I guess I wouldn't be shocked I don't have this nailed down, so maybe put it under the reckless speculation umbrella, even though it's Tuesday, not Thursday. But okay, hold on, the hold Eagles... on. Just make sure. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. And be careful. Yeah. All right, good be now. careful. If the Eagles there. inquired about Harrison Smith before they made the deal for the Titans safety, Kevin Byard. So not that the Vikings came close to striking a deal with Philly, but mm-hmm. that right. the Eagles made an inquiry. Okay, on the possibility of the Vikings buying... Yeah, I mean, Quasey literally wouldn't be doing his job. Plus, I get the sense this front office likes to have its finger on the pulse of what's happening around the league. So, yes, they will be checking in, have checked in on guys. If it's any position, I think it would be cornerback. Like, not that they came close to trading for J.C. Jackson before the Chargers sent him to the Patriots. We think about the Brian Flores history with Jackson. You know, the contract is is monstrous. So, you know, I just I don't think it ever got off the ground. But I think there was maybe a little bit of at least internal interest in Jackson 
So I just mm-hmm. wonder, we now have seen the transition from Makai Blackman to Andrew Booth Jr. I mean, I don't think Makai got a snap last night, which is interesting, but Booth Jr. is now the third corner. But I guess, you know, if the right cornerback was out there, that to me would be a position to keep an eye on. Yes. But I haven't heard much. Like, maybe it'll change, you know, next Monday. Like, I don't know if anything happens this week. So I think it ramps up Sunday night into Monday. But cornerback, I guess, Judd, would be the one position i keep an eye on. Keep your eye on Jalen Johnson of the Bears. Okay. He is um, He's a guy Chicago, I think, would like to move. Now, the question is, I, I guess the question would be, would Kwesi trade within the division? But we all, you know, we oh. have seen that before. Yes. So that's not going to be a problem. Um, and you clearly have to send a draft pick. But um, I, I agree with you. I, I think cornerback would be one place where they would like to upgrade. Yeah. And hey, the former regime had some interest in Jalen. You know, they went Jeff Gladney that year. Yeah. But they had some interest. I mean, they were looking at Jalen there in the first round. Right. And, you know, there's still some of those scouts that are still, you know, in the organization, in the building. Right. So, yes, you know, depending on what the price is. Yes, that is an interesting name. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Uh, give us a final round of scoops here. Uh, Thad Levine has been in the mix to be the head of the Red Sox baseball ops department. What's the latest there? Yeah, so he interviewed in Boston last week. The word was it went well, although I don't know if you would ever, you know, relay, hey, like this interview went really, really crappy. But the word is, yeah, I mean, it went fine. I mean, we all know Thad. He can carry a conversation, right? You can see how Thad could impress in a room, mm-hmm. right? Even with his large vocabulary that it could go well, but the Red Sox have decided. They told Thad last night, I'm told, that he is out, that he is not in the mix for a second interview. So Thad Levine did not remove himself from the mix. The Red Sox said, hey, Thad, thanks, but no thanks. So Thad Levine will not be the new Red Sox president of operations. I just think this is more think, not know, but after you fire Chaim Bloom, I think you're trying to find a different voice, somebody that brings some different perspective, right? Like Craig Breslow played the game at the highest level, the former Twins pitcher. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's got the Ivy League education. Yes, he has an analytical background. But I think Craig would bring a lot more, you know, different perspective to the table compared to Chaim Bloom. I just wonder if you compare Chaim to Thad, if there's just a lot of similarities there. So it would be tough for the Red Sox to make that move hire Thad when you just fired Kyan Bloom, who full circle interviewed for the twins job years ago before they hired Derek Falvey. Yeah. Uh, all right. What else is in your scoop bag for us here, dudes? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm bummed that cool. Connor McDavid is out tonight for the Oilers at the X. Ex- Judd, why is it an eight o'clock start? Is that Canadian national television? No, it's, it's a special ESPN night of mm-hmm. they're basically doing a red zone for hockey mm-hmm. tonight. 32. So everybody, every, Every team is playing, and so they're staggering starts. I personally hate this. Give me a 7 o'clock start. 
Well, yeah, of course, give me a 7 o'clock, but Come I on, get it. Come on, give me a 7 o'clock. Yeah, I'm too old PM, for this. I was just up late last guys. night. Yeah. Getting too old to be up this late. Yeah, if they want to do something like that, that's fine. Gophers men's basketball, they got waxed in a scrimmage on Saturday in Fort Collins, Colorado, against the Colorado State Rams. Now, a little bit of context behind that. They did mix and match different combinations, different lineups, played everybody. It's not like they played to win, but, hey, I'm sure I didn't check with the Colorado State side. But I'm sure Colorado State was doing some of the same things, but yeah. it was a bloodbath. Dawson Garcia played well. I will say, if this is it for Ben Johnson this year, to me, the next coach needs to be Nico Medved at Colorado State. Hmm. Like, hey, if you want to make a case for Ryan Saunders, fine, Ryan's my guy, right? Like, Ryan's a friend. But I think Ryan is comfortable in the NBA, really enjoys being on that Denver Nuggets staff. Right, maybe some other name emerges. But in this moment, if you're asking me, okay, but this is it for Ben, and I hope it's not. Like, Ben's a friend, so I root for him. I root for his well-being. I'd like to see them make a leap, right? Can you finish, like, eighth in the Big Ten or ninth in the Big Ten? There's some confidence. They are fully healthy for the first time in a while. Parker Fox, Isaiah Enan. But is there a possibility that they can climb from basement of the Big Ten to, like, eighth or ninth? I'm not asking for the moon. I'm just saying. Can you make some sort of leap? But if you're looking at it and saying, okay, they just lost by 30 in a scrimmage to Colorado State, how will they play against Ohio State, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan State? I get it. So if you think this is it for Ben Johnson after year three, I'm just saying the next head coach of the Gophers should be the guy that's running the Colorado State program. I think when you're losing your best players to in-conference rivals because you don't have enough NIL money, I'm not saying Ben Johnson is Mike Krzyzewski in his prime here, but like Ben Johnson hasn't been given nearly some of the resources. And he lost Jamison Battle, dude, who bleeds maroon and gold. Yeah, right. From here, he loses Jamison to Ohio State for a big reason being Ohio State was able to pay or NIL those associated with Ohio State were able to pay Jamison Battle a good amount of money. I can't fault Jamison, right? And hey. Ohio State has a better team than the Gophers. He can be on a bigger stage this final year as he looks to his professional career thereafter because Jamison will make money somewhere playing basketball. But you lose Jamison Battle, hometown kid, to Ohio State. Phil, that says it all right there. So I agree, right? Whatever you think of Ben, it's an unfair playing field. It absolutely is. That's on, you know, the Dinkytown Initiative and all that. And others, right? I mean, they just they have to figure it out. They are much further along today than they were even six months ago mm-hmm. on the NIL front, but they have such a long way to go. Yep. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson. Also, hot off the presses, preliminary TV ratings for last night's Vikings game. A 49 share Ooh. on ABC. That doesn't include the ESPN number. So the simulcast, the ABC, ESPN. Just another reminder, the Vikings dominate interest in this market from a tv rating standpoint nothing touches vikings games a 49 share 49 percent of the tvs that were on last night in the market were watching the vikings game plus more when you consider the espn number some people were just watching on espn so 49 percent of the tvs that were on in the market last night were on channel 5 on abc it's just i'm telling you another reminder there's plenty but the vikings they dominate. They really do. These TV numbers are through the roof. Boy, between boy, Channel 5, what a week between the Vikings and the Golden Bachelor heating up here. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are on girl. fire right now. 
Yeah, small world. My mom's best friend or one of her best friends, friends with, is her name Leslie? Yeah, it's I'm David, watching, it's David so FEMA's ex-wife. I know. Yeah, and David's a great guy. I love David. But <laughs> yes, okay. So yeah, so anyway, it's, or maybe like first cousin, I forget the exact connection. But anyway, one of my mom's best friends I'll look is that for connected. You. So yeah, so she wants me to watch, but it's on the DVR, but I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Great stuff, Dukes. Appreciate you coming right, in here. See ya. Absolutely. We'll do we'll it again, again on Thursday here. Okay. A little scoop session with our guy Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Team. Uh, that's a wrap here. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.